0: I don't think I've mourned my mum properly because Mm. hers was so sudden, the polar opposite of what you had gone through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just really interesting to see like how. Yeah, it does give you a different perspective. Mm, Yeah, like you do value and appreciate conversations like this. You do value and appreciate people more, and I think that's probably why I've carried the person that I am today to other people Mm. because I am, I am going to. You're you're pursuing a path Mm. and a journey with what you're doing with people of interest, podcast. Mm. I'm pursuing a path with my life with regards to health, fitness, and yours mm. is the same with wellness and and yeah. other things. Yeah. Like, you very, very quickly realize that there's more to fucking, there's yeah. more to give in this life. Yeah. I'm not just here to live it, I'm here to live it, enjoy it, yeah. and have the greatest moments that yeah. I can
1: and give the best opportunities for my
0: children like that's Mm. like you very quickly
1: realise. yeah and there's there's also a weird part again and I I think I've never I've never actually spoken to any kind of any colleagues about this from a therapy perspective but like when I have or any kind of challenges or things that come up for me it's so like I have three patients that I will never forget ever ever they were like my first kind of early three that I started treating and stuff like that and any challenges I have as bad as it sounds, I use their experiences just to be like, do you know what, fuck it. Like, it, it could be so much worse. Do you and know it's, what, it's, mate? That's such a valuable, no, it's, do you it's know a what valuable, I mean? yeah.
0: absolutely valuable statement, mate. And yeah. the
1: reason I say that
0: to you, and you, the way you said mm. that, that struck a chord with me, because mm. that is everything. Like, yeah. I am so fucking, fucking fortunate and mm. blessed to have a breath, mm. to have both of my legs, both of my arms, mm. to be physically fit and healthy, I'm not going to fucking waste it. I'm going to do everything I can to help educate other people because I've seen what that level of trauma does to other people. I have clients that are single leg, or single arm, mm. or in come some cases, double leg amputees, Yeah. and the challenges that they battle and face every fucking day of their yeah. life. You can never ever explain that to mm. somebody else. The fact that you are a healthy, and that's probably why I'm so passionate about it. Because mm. when I see somebody who's able bodied and they're throwing their life away because of, and it's it, not throwing their life. Excuse us. That's a really poor way to say that but when you see them not take the opportunities that they have in front of them like being able to walk yeah being able to have a fucking choice yeah you very quickly realize that it, it, it you, you look at people in a different way and, and that's why i'm so passionate about helping other people with their fucking health and performance mate
1: how how do you deal with i, I mean maybe it doesn't well, actually it might be quite difficult for you to answer this or you know i'm i'm no, it, it won't be so again from, from my experience of things particularly when i was within the nhs because i'm with a private healthcare service now but within the nhs i knew as soon as i answered the phone to someone from a triage and assessment perspective yeah. whether they're going to engage or they're not yeah and it again with the role of what the nhs is obviously we can't be quite brutal in the fact of we know you're going to either malinger or you're just not going to give a shit and you're taking up valuable time, which I could be giving to someone else. Yeah, How how do you kind of deal with that frustration? Because for me, like I, I will do my utmost as bad as this sounds to discharge them and get rid straight away. And I, I, because I can't, I there are some people that I feel do need the help, but then they're purposely not, Taking it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like they're just—you can just tell. I mean, d- does that come across for you? Do you have those kind of people that you work alongside? Yeah, I think I think you, I think or, you do. So,
0: yeah. like I said, I I'm now at an infantry battalion where I look after 480 people's health mm. and performance, mm. um, physical health and mm. physical performance, and I also manage a group of PTIs mm. and trainers that are in the same boat, um, and I look after them and their development. Mm. And obviously, in them four hundred and eighty, you have the top ten percent. Yeah, the ones that want to yeah. explode and yeah, want yeah, to thrive. Yeah. yeah, you have the eighty percent that are quite happy just to you know go along and do yeah, what they yeah, need yeah. to do. And then you have the bottom ten yeah. percent. and those ten percenters in, and we can apply this to both sides. Yeah, military and not. Yeah, in the military setting, those ten percenters are the people that generally tend to not want to help themselves. Yeah, but I truly believe that all they need is the right strategy. Every okay. every single person, every single person I come mm. into contact with, that where I'm when I'm when I'm coaching or doing something development mm. based, there just that there is a there is a cue, there is a strategy, mm. there is something, there is something that I can give that some one person that's going to do something from an impactual perspective, something mm. that creates a change in their life. And although that strategy might not come up first time, it might take five, six, seven, eight, maybe twenty, thirty times for us to have a conversation, maybe mm. 20, 30 times for us to do something practical or physical mm. Mm. to see that change. Mm. Perseverance is something that I've had to go through. Yeah. So I'm gonna live by those values. I'm gonna live by the fact of being tenacious, mm. being being someone who is persistent, Yeah. but in the same way, I'm also not gonna butter it up. I'm yeah. gonna be truly authentic to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna speak to them like I would do. And it doesn't matter what rank range they're at. If yeah, you are yeah. somebody who is, unhealthy, not doing something themselves, it's like, right, fucking come on, let's yeah. fucking sort this out now. Yeah, yeah. Let's work a strategy out, let's sit down, let's plan, let's strategize, let's yeah. develop a system that works for you. Yeah. Because everybody, th- there will be something that people enjoy. Even for yeah. the most of sedentary of people, there will be yeah. something that somebody can do from a physical perspective. Yeah. And I truly believe that we can bridge the gap between health and performance yeah. for fucking everybody. It's just having either the right coach to do it for you that yeah. you resonate with, or having the right narrative, the right mm. language, the right setting, the right environment to help mm. you through that process. And it's the same applied in civil life. Yeah, I have clients that come to me, I've got a, I've got a huge client list of people that range from different aspects and walks of life. Mm. I have, I have a lady who's in her late fifties who is absolutely a fighter and a thriver. Mm. She loves she's such a great athlete, a huge performing athlete. Yeah. And then I've got people all the way out on the bottom end of the spectrum that are perhaps, you know, not as outgoing and gym-based and physical mm. as somebody like like her. Like mm. it's crazy. But they all have their own strategies. Not one strategy works for one person. And it goes without yeah. saying that every single one person, we have a definitive system mm. that works for them how mm. we talk to them how we communicate how we coach how we program mm. develop design you know there's lots of mm. different ways and every single person comes with a different system
1: that that bottom 10 percent, i guess is the area that i would speak about and that i came across quite frequently within the nhs side of things but the what i would say though is that with with the individuals that you speak about in your bottom 10 percent, with what you're doing now have they sought you out do you know have they come to you and said is it kind of there coming to you, or do you
0: There are, so in the military, you have to be fit to fight. Yeah. There is a standard that you need to achieve, yeah, 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 and yeah. you must achieve those standards. Yeah. If yeah. you don't achieve those standards, yeah. you go on to a remediation process. Okay. And that remediation process is a three-line whip. If mm. you are not achieving the standards, mm. you will do remedial training. Yeah, yeah. And that is extra physical training, yeah. it's extra guidance, extra education. Yeah. Whether they fucking like it or not, they yeah. get in it. Yeah. How they buy into it depends on the person that stood in front of them because mm. you could be the most boring, mundane, mm. autocratic mm. asshole in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to take that in. Yeah. But on the polar side or opposite side of that, you could be somebody who's animated, somebody yeah. who swears, somebody who is authentic, somebody yeah. who's real, somebody who has been through those experiences yeah, 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 yeah. that might be able to s- find something that sticks yeah. out to them. Yeah. And every single one of them I treat like they are one of my clients, Yeah. like they're a one-to-one client. And we just find yeah. the right thing that works for them, whether it's weight loss, whether it's building strength, whether yeah. it's mindset-based, whatever that looks like. Some people need to build a little bit more of a resilient mm, mindset. Yeah, So we have to work on strategies that are gonna fucking do yeah. that. Health and performance is not I, just physical.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And I 100% agree with you that, that that point of being authentic and speaking to them in a certain way is what I carry out quite a lot within my own treatment because yeah. I, the, the training we get and that i've been taught to how to communicate and treat someone from a psychological perspective is so fucking mundane and boring it's it's honestly it's impossible and i can't keep up with it because i'm i'm lying to myself to help someone like that yeah so i am i am someone that will be quite colorful in my language if that patient needs it if i have that connection with that patient but it's i'm talking doing it to yeah, the right yeah, person. exactly and but what what it is is that for me again going back to that 10 percent is that so the 10% that i've seen before have not come to me or uh, from off their own back it might be like a gp referral or yeah. things like that yeah. and then the barrier is them being brought here and they're not buying into it and i sometimes can't break that kind of person down but they'll be back it's like honestly it's a revolving door system like yeah. i've i've had patients before that i've uh, i've had she, the my, the largest patient one of the patients that had the who was the, the biggest revolving door within my old service I think she'd had 15 uh, 15 contacts with but she will
0: she will have something that triggers her percent for me it's asking the right it's and yeah. I don't know what it's like in your field but in my field it's just asking the right questions it's asking them mm. you know what are you struggling with the most right now? What mm. does success look like for you in this relationship? Yeah. What do those because th- if they if they dramatize a specific p- a p- specific point mm. that they feel is a barrier? Mm. Let's say, for example, in the mental health sector, mm. somebody's biggest barrier is the environment that they are in, yeah. the family they're surrounded. By. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's then, it's then honing in on that pain mm. point and doing everything that you can to create a strategy that mm. supports that one pain point. Mm. It's the same for me with my online coaching. It's the yeah. same for me in my practical coaching profession. It, everybody, if their barrier is living in a block, mm. like the military accommodation, living in the block, not having cooking facilities, it's okay. Well, let's find a strategy then mm. where we could perhaps create a nutritious microwave meal that you could use, four or five of them, let's work out what Mm. that looks like so it Mm. keeps the variety. There are strategies to help people with weight loss if weight loss is one of their goals. There are strategies if, for example, they're not strong and what is one of the barriers? Well, they don't like going into the weight room, they don't feel confident. Okay, well, let's work on that process. Mm. Let's build a strategy for that process. Mm. Every single person, I, I, I truly believe that every single person if, if, they're, if they're struggling with something physical yeah. in terms of health or wellness yeah. or performance, there is a strategy out there that works for you. It's just finding what that is. Yeah. And there is also a coach out there that yeah. is right for you. Yeah. And it's just finding who that is. Yeah. I might not be the right coach for people. Some people might not like my animated fucking out there swearing <laughs> profanity type of language. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. What you see on social media is what you get yeah, with yeah. all of that. Like it's the same. Yeah. If you don't like that, I'm not the coach for you if mm. you want somebody that's going to be a little bit more perhaps I'm not going to say compassionate because I am compassionate and empathy and empathetic but if you want somebody that's probably a little bit more but introverted maybe maybe or... yeah if you if you but if you resonate with somebody who's more introverted and you yeah. resonate with somebody who's a little bit more clinical mm. in in how they speak then that's okay then Mm. that's fine go and work with those Mm. people if you want someone more jovial Mm. and more animated and perhaps a little bit more of an extrovert Mm. then yeah then it's just finding the right person and finding the right strategy
1: okay so do you then I guess my final question on this because thinking about what we've been discussing do you are you do you feel that you're the person that needs to be responsible to start and incite that change? Because for me, what I've come to learn, particularly within a clinical perspective, is if that person is rock solid and concrete in their thinking, I can't do anything for you right now. I know what I can do. I, I know I can help you. This is, And this is the challenge that I have. And I've, I've kind of maybe gone a bit on the cold side of things with this but again it goes back to the point of I know I could be helping six, seven other people but this one rock solid person that's coming back to me with yeah but uh, I tried but this happened things like that and it's like I, I stop or I've begun to stop being the person that needs to be responsible to incite their internal change because I think for, again going back to what we were discussing earlier when you were younger you were kicking around with lads that probably weren't the best for you you had a great there's no denying you had a great support structure around you and everything else but i would say it still takes you to make the decision no matter how many great supportive people you have around you to say nah, fuck this i need to go and sort my shit out now yep. I, I, yeah i yeah i just yeah what what what's your where do you fit in terms of your responsibility to help with that do you are you you know with your clients do you try and be responsible for inciting that or do you see it as well as like a completely internal thing before you can deliver what you know it's
0: a difficult question because there are two things that are absolute in this world one you're gonna fucking die yeah and two you have a choice Mm. so those two things are the only two things that are absolute in this world yeah you have a choice Mm. which is either yes or no this or that mm. and you know that you're gonna die. They're the only two fucking things. Mm. We are all in the same fucking ocean. Mm. Whether you choose to sail that ocean in a banged up canoe mm. or whether you choose to sail that ocean in a fucking yacht mm. or a shipping bloody boat mm. is entirely up to you. Mm. If you wanna if you wanna sail that fucking ocean in a in a canoe, liken it to a narrow mindset, liken it to Um, you know something that's probably not as battle hard and not resilient if you want to if you want to sail that ship if you want to sail that fucking canoe through that ocean then guess what chances are that you yourself Mm. you've made that choice to Mm. sail in that canoe some people don't have that choice they have to sail in that canoe to start with Mm. until they get enough experience Mm. enough exposure that they can jump up into perhaps a a, a little boat Mm. before they can start jumping into a yacht then a fucking cruise ship whatever Mm. and that's the analogy i'll use yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so we all have a choice but first and foremost with everybody that I work with they have to know what the fuck their values are. Okay. You cannot you, because and let's say you work with that female who's seen you 15 times whoever that is mm. for example. She probably doesn't value the time that she's getting off of you because it's for free. Mm. Because it's for free. It's not valuable. Mm. However, what does what does she value in her life? What is in her life that she could look at and hold dear value to? Is it her children? Is it X? Is it Y? Mm. Is it Z? Whatever that looks like. Those values that those people have, those values then come with pain points as well. Mm. They come with triggers. They come with areas for development. Mm. An example being is that one of my biggest pain points is trying to please, or was trying to yeah. please other people so how did you create a strategy to stop pleasing other people well it was about doing things like journaling writing things down and writing messages to myself as a thought of the day waking up in the morning and writing three things down that i'm grateful for for me for that day. Mm. going to bed at the end of the day doing a process that we call three up three down three for me three wins of the day three places i could have reflected on and changed my life Mm. for the better that day and then three for me being what have been some of the focus points in happiness health and wealth yeah like if by doing that that's a strategy that's helping me see value in myself and not trying to please other people Mm. that's just a strategy yeah so going back to that question of how do you how do you like how, how it's is it int- internally externally driven am I responsible for it I am not responsible for it mm. but I am like I am like the guy that's got the keys yeah I am the guy that's got all of the keys to the doors that you have to fucking walk through mm-hmm I cannot walk through that door for you, but I can open the door mm. and show you some of the things that are in that room. Yeah. And in that room, there might be lots of different shelves. There might be lots of different boxes. And when you open those boxes, there might be a little strategy in there that might help you mm. do something with whatever that thing is. Mm. And those keys, all the keys to the pain points that you have, but you're responsible for walking through the door. Yeah. That's everybody we work with. Yeah. And I won't take on somebody in my online coaching profession mm that is gonna take that valuable time away from me. Mm. But in my military profession, I don't have a choice because I'm paid yeah, yeah, to yeah. do my job. Yeah, yeah. And so I will absolutely, unequivocally, without doubt, yeah. open those doors for everybody that are in that bottom 10% mm. and try and coerce them through the door. I'm like, look, let's try this, let's try mm. this, get it done, try. And they have to try and walk through the door. They can't not stand there and go, ah, I don't wanna do it. Because yeah. they are being paid by the military. Yeah, They are being paid by the military to do that. And like, that those things alone are the barriers that we face. Like those mm-hmm. are the ba- the barriers that we face. Are that people aren't willing to sometimes walk through the door. Yeah, and so the, and it's understanding how to do that, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, and it, that, that's how. I, well, I, the, the door analogy is something that I reflect it back with my patients a lot of the time as well. Particularly the ones that are at a point where they want to change because you can. You, you just know how I kind of deliver it to them is like right. Okay, this is your big problem we're going to store that in a really dark cave and we're just going to say that's your dragon just that's your horrible horrible dragon and for the past what um, four months five years ten years whatever you've been stood outside this cave and you want to fucking go in there and slay that bastard, but you just haven't done it and said, so i'm giving you like your shield and your sword to go in there but you have to go in there yeah. like I, I can't go in there but At the end of the day, you know, through all kind of the stories that we've seen through kind of mythical and, you know, fairy tales. Underneath that dragon is that pot of gold or that massive jewel that will change your life Mm -hmm. if you just go and kill it. And it's, yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing. um, Just trying to get someone to do that. Um, Yeah, no, yeah.
0: And I think for a lot of people, a lot of people... Do it because they're because they f- they're f- scared. Mm. Like it was. It took a long time, a long time for me to slay my fucking dragons. Mm. Um, I still find them crop up every now and then.
1: But are they as big? But as they once were. No. Now they they might they're still fucking big. But I've got a
0: bigger weapon. Mm. I've got a bigger yeah. army of of weapons. I've got a bigger arsenal of tools in yeah. my box that allow me to fight those fuckers. Yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah i 've got a bigger list of strategies that allow me to do things, and I do things by keeping habits and keeping routines mm. and mm. staying committed to the values that I hold dear to me mm. because that's what gets me across the finish line yeah. it doesn't matter what door opens i'm going to walk through the door regardless mm. I will walk through every door every mm. door that opens for me i'm going to take this i'm going to take mm. the leap but that's because i've become I understand risk, mm. and I'm happy to take a risk now. Before I was more risk averse. Now I'm happy to take that risk. Mm. I'm, and but that doesn't mean everybody has to be like that. It's just I think for a lot of people it's fear. A lot of people are scared. No, and of this
1: it. this was what I was going to say. Definitely for sure. I mean, you know, again, you don't need to kind of go into any detail about this, but every time you've walked through those doors, has the worst thing that you thought was going to happen happened?
0: No. Never. Yeah. Because the worst thing that I thought was going to happen is ridicule, you know, f- not being able to provide my family, support, mm. whatever that looked like. Mm. It never happened. Mm. It was always a lot worse. Mm. And the greatest thing for me is that every bad experience that I've ever had in my life, really bad experiences, they've actually then turned into a really big positive because mm. they've been the catalyst for change. Mm they've all been the catalyst for change. They've been mm. the catalyst for performance, the catalyst for success, the catalyst mm. for business, mindset, strength, whatever it is. Mm. They've all been, it's the same with injuries. We get injured, we come back stronger. Yeah, We get injured, we come back stronger, we come back stronger. Like it's the same process with yeah. anything that we do. You know, so no. And yeah. maybe it's because I've got a different mindset. You know, i I live, I live my life now by the three Fs. And that's if they don't fuck me, they don't finance me, or they're not part of my friends or family, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of that mindset.
1: Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, even those three things, right, that brings it down to something so much more controllable rather than thinking about everything else that it could be, not just those three elements, but everyone else, you know, as you say, that public ridicule, that yeah. maybe it goes wrong and it doesn't work. If you're just focused on those three things that could ruin it or fuck it up, it almost feels more manageable to then actually step through the door, isn't it? Absolutely more manageable. And I've
0: got the greatest support network a man could ever ask for. Mm. I've got a wife that's stuck by my side through two operational tours Mm. and a very fucked up head coming back from both of them. And she has been my rock. She has been my rock. Mm. She is the woman that I will... I will never ever be able to thank her enough Mm, for. mm. I've got two blessed children that have given me a family that I never ever thought I would ever have. You know, I have a job that is probably the fucking best job I could ever ask for. It's based on the values that I hold dear to me, helping other people and creating as much impact as I can. Mm. It's probably why I fucking love doing it so
1: much. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then the fact I get to earn a living from doing it as well means that This means my life is complete. Mm. I have everything I ever need. But guess what? The dragons are still there. Yeah. I just know how to fucking slay them. Yeah, yeah. And I've got the tools I need. Yeah.
1: And I I think this is the big thing is that particularly with people that I see and support as well, when we get to the end of our treatment, we're we're meant to, from a kind of a therapy perspective, develop and build a relapse plan in terms of just in case. But I, I don't like that. I don't... Well, it's not that I don't agree with it, but it's just they're going to go through shit whether i've helped them successfully and they're in clinical recovery i I say i'm just there's not i just literally say this, there's nothing more you need to do mm-hmm. you've got over this challenge that you thought you never would so keep that in the bank of what you've done but there is going to be a challenge in another four weeks four years or 40 mm-hmm. something something's going to come up and ruin your shit again but you can deal with it now yeah and you know, relapse plans usually can take between two to three sessions. Mine is literally just a ten-minute speech.
0: I wouldn't even. <laughs> maybe it doesn't have to be called that. Like, there's your problem there. Mm. Why does it have yeah, to? Yeah, you're already practice? perceiving
1: that it's going to happen. Why you yeah.
0: you really have this conceptual idea that yeah. look, it's going to happen. It's going to it's going to take place yeah you know it's going to take place anyway yeah but you don't need the narrative and you don't have to use that dichotomy re- yeah, yeah why not change the language and say yeah okay rather than a relapse plan let's have our battle plan yeah what's yeah, our yeah. battle plan yeah what's the battle plan should something go wrong yeah, yeah. Well, guess what i've got these strategies yeah yeah exactly yeah and there's your battle plan
1: yeah that's how i change the narrative no I'm, no actually uh, that's quite nice actually i'm gonna steal that <laughs> use that <quickly>. take <laughs> cheers dean Thanks. no not still. <laughs> um yeah dean um i guess uh, there, we obviously you know as you discuss going to being deployed and things like that and I, I know we don't want, as we agreed on the phone and spoke about prior to this anyways that we're not going to go into the gory depth details of that can I just ask though from a perspective of I, 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 well, again I don't know how it all happened with, with regards to us going or yourselves going out to Afghanistan and things like that but obviously 9 eleven's happened what is the kind of structure then for deployment for that for the mil- how do, how was it response for, for, from a, a military perspective deployments
0: here? are a lot different now yeah um, I joined at the height of Iraq and Afghanistan yeah so those two deployments were rife yeah we were just coming towards the end of Iraq uh, my first deployed my first deployment was to Iraq mm. in 2008 2009 mm. um, as a young boy uh, loved it absolutely loved it for all of its crazy reasons was mm. it's life simple. Yeah. it's really hard to explain but life yeah life is simple in iraq and afghanistan yeah. you wake up you shave yeah or you fucking wash yeah you feed you go out on the ground mm. you do what needs to be done you mm. come back and you sleep you have a bit of banter with the blokes and you repeat that process mm. like you're away from i think that's why i think that's why soldiers miss that environment so much like mm. iraq and afghanistan because it takes you back to simpler times, but it takes Mm. you back to probably one of the most connected times you've ever been in your life. Mm. Like being part of a brotherhood, being part of a group of people where you know that if shit, it's the fan you've got, your mate on your shoulder, Mm. who will fucking 1000% drag you out of the Mm. dirt and help Mm. you no matter what. Like having that level of trust and love and respect for the same people that have been through the same processes Mm. that you have. Mm. Um, And it only means more to people, the more elite you get into, into life and it doesn't mean that anybody else's experience isn't as validated like but you look at the special forces you look at the marines you look at the paras. it's just that they they absolutely epitomize what it is to be
1: Mm.
0: in the british army as a soldier and they're the best at what they do all of those Mm. you know and the infantry the armor corps, they're fucking fantastic at what they do of course they are and being part of a regiment that was a family regiment i already had that bond Mm. so going out on tour with those people going out to afghanistan and iraq just Mm. yeah it just cemented that relationship even Mm. more Um, and you become like we've lost some of the greatest fucking legends Mm. i could possibly you could possibly imagine some of the biggest characters some of the biggest people Mm. that just created a wave of i don't know how to put it it just everywhere they went they created a, a, a an uproar of yeah banter and celebration mm. or whatever you call it i don't know what you call it but yeah. it, they they were just they were an integral part of the the, the of the regiment mm. so to lose them in conflict is fucking mm. challenging yeah but the likes of people like jack stanley um who is probably one of our one of the main people that we've, oh, sorry, I say one of the main people, he's one of the people we lost in Afghanistan. We were a very fortunate regiment mm. to have not lost many people in Afghanistan, um, and that sounds really terrible, but we lost Jack because of his trauma and his wounds later mm. on um, after after mm. um, after the tour. Mm. He got blown up. I think it was in February, and then later passed away um, with from from his. Sorry, he passed away in February. Um, mm. He got blown up earlier on, and he died because of his because of a result of his wounds. Yeah, um, having stepped on an IED and losing both his legs. Mm. Uh, you know, literally nothing to him, half a man. Mm. But there are other units that have gone through every loads of units have gone mm. through the same scenario, but lost so many other people. You know, mm. on our tour, we we lost six guys that were trapped in the Warrior in, mm. in from the Yorks um and that was highlighted that was all over the news like people the news the news don't do the fucking military any good no they dramatize um, yeah, the process and, and do you know what it's it is difficult Look, it's yeah. fucking tough like and yeah. the, blo- the like it's really really challenging it's yeah. really tough but the one thing that the blokes have is those other people around them and mm. i think that's why people miss that operational environment is because things are so simpler mm. and you don't have to deal with the shit when you get home. Yeah, and maybe that's why so many guys struggle when they
1: come. And home. and this this was actually you you summed that up so nicely with how you described what it is like out there and that you enjoyed it, right? Because it's it's, it's as you say, like no, it's odd to think that it's an enjoyable environment, it's but crazy. at the same time, and I'm I'm not, please don't feel like I'm making a comparison to this, but that that um, explanation you gave of that that really minimal structure, but that really close knit environment feel so reflective or the closest i can get to maybe understanding that is how my uni environment was because we were in a a small village town it was really small but the uni was a campus everyone knew each other and outside of having to go home it was a case of get up go lectures till 2 p.m go home smash a bit of food and then go out get pissed at night that's why
0: you reflect on that and you love your university yeah it's why the guys you speak to anyone that's been on tour yeah i mean anybody that wants to go back out to those environments is I think is fucking crazy and maybe that's my opinion because I truly value everything that I've got. Yeah. I value my family, I, va- yeah. I, I truly, truly do value and love everything i got, yeah. but I would also, weirdly, I'd go back out on tour because mm-hmm. of the people I was surrounded by, yeah, the people yeah, yeah. we were with, the environment that we were a part of, you know, I was in Iraq literally just before Christmas, mm-hmm. I went out in, we went out there for a, for a couple of months mm-hmm. and delivered a, a Like a specialist package out there to the Mm. Iraqi army. Mm. But, you know, that was an amazing opportunity. And it's such a different space than when it was when I was out there, you Mm. know, over a decade ago. Yeah. It's a completely different environment. When I was out there 15 years ago, it's it's a completely different change. It's changed completely. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. But even then, I'd go back out there tomorrow because it is such a, it's just a, it's easy. Like, you don't have, like, let's not, let's cut out the bullshit here. Like, you don't have the bullshit of camp life. Yeah. You don't have the bullshit of, Waking up in the morning, polishing your boots, standing on parade yeah. doing just the campisms of being a soldier when yeah. it's not busy at the minute. Yeah. Like it's just training after training after training after training. Sometimes mm. that's not like so being out there on the ground, you just get to do your shit. You just get to do the yeah, job. Do you, yeah. you just get to do the thing that you signed up to do and go. Yeah. Like so yeah, that that for me is I miss that environment. Um I miss the people that were part of that environment. But yeah. I've also got something else very yeah, much no, so yeah. now that's very valuable to me. And yeah. Um yeah i mean the tours are very different now it's a very very different mm. different environment you know afghanistan and iraq is more well, we're not even in afghanistan but iraq certainly it is more about developing and building mm. their forces so they're more academic and they're more mm. knowledgeable and tactical etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. like that's how our military is going now yeah. more education based and delivering a service rather than
1: fighting a front You know. yeah, so, yeah. So, okay yeah it's interesting cool what's what's next for you what's kind of coming next for you now um
0: so uh in the military i've got another what five six years six years left to serve no hang on six seven years left to serve hmm. um what that looks like uh i, I don't know uh, i'm just enjoying life at the minute hmm. i'm really enjoying life um, my online business is taken off hugely over the past sort of five years uh, and that's something i've thrown everything into Mm. everything i could possibly do and the hours Mm. the work the time the 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 sacrifices Mm. and that's coming massively to fruition Uh, we're Mm. in an amazing place with that Um, where can people find that uh so you can find that um i'm quite vocal on instagram and facebook you just search for me coach dean hammond um that's where i'm across a number of different platforms and i've also got i have an online coaching business it's called the catalyst project Mm -hmm. um, and it's all about shaping catalysts for change going through what i value as perseverance finding strategies to improve health performance mindset strength Mm. whatever that looks like and you know we deal with an array of different athletes working from body compositional change building muscle hypertrophy for example um, whether it's for general health and wellness or whether you're an athlete that has a specific target and performance need Mm. we work with four different groups so you know if if that's what people want, um, we try and provide as much as we can. And if we don't, we always try and refer to people that we feel is credible in the industry. Um, and I've built a fucking huge business from just being me and trying mm. to show what I value is mm. in this life. So that will continue to come to fruition. It will continue to grow. It will continue to build. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in the future, we'll, we'll be going over to the States with my wife and kids and we'll probably we'll probably stay out there for the rest of our time I once I finish the military. So amazing, yeah.
1: That's me. Amazing. Dean, thanks. No, you're very Jeez. welcome. Thank you very, thank much, you very much for having me on. I'm no, very on no, thank you for coming on. Cheers, Cheers man. Appreciate it. Thank me. you very much. You're welcome. Thank you.